Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be diving into the beautiful world of corals and coral reefs. Now, I actually have been interested in corals for a very, very long time and when I was in sixth grade, I made a mini pocketbook of different species of coral. No joke, like 30 chapters. It was like a little pocketbook of like different facts of all the different species of coral that I could find on the internet. <laughs> so in this episode, I'll discuss my experiences with coral, fun facts about coral, and more. So first I'm going to talk about my experiences with coral. So I think I first got interested in coral when I learned they were animals. <laughs> it sounded weird. It sounds weird now, but I think I was very much into animals and not so much into plants at the time um back then. Of course now I'm very interested in all kinds of like biodiversity and life um but back then I wasn't really interested in plants so I thought corals were plants for the longest time until I learned they were not and that kind of sparked an interest in me um because I love animals and wildlife and coral is such a unique animal that I just couldn't believe that it was an animal I was like what <laughs> So as soon as I started diving into it, I got really, really interested. Um, and like I said before, I made a whole pocketbook of information. I still have it. Um, it was like 30 chapters and each chapter was a different species of coral. I ended up not publishing it because obviously no one wants to have a pocketbook from a 12 year old who just found the information on the internet <laughs> so didn't end up publishing that probably never will maybe I'll post like a picture of it somewhere someday but like yeah it's just not even that good of information anyway I'm gonna stop rambling on that but <laughs> Um, after I got into corals, um, I think it was my freshman year of high school, I found, um, this startup organization, um, and actually the founder came to speak at my school, but I wasn't in the class that he spoke to, so I actually learned about it from a friend, and we attended a meeting with them, um, with their teen group I guess and it was really really fun so I just continued and I'm still in it today and um they've actually provided really really cool opportunities I've gotten to meet super cool speakers and learn about how climate change has affected the animals how the how important these animals are for the world I mean with these fun facts that are coming up they really demonstrate how important corals are to our whole world and if we don't prioritize them and you know climate action and getting started on reversing the effects or slowing the effects of climate change that this can really 
damage the world and really affect us negatively. And not only us, but all of the nature and animals around us as well. So as part of this organization, I've gotten to meet some really cool speakers, including Jeff Orlowski, who was the director of both Chasing Coral and Chasing Ice, both revolutionary documentaries about climate change, uh, global warming, um, effects on glaciers, ice, and coral. And if you would like to hear more about these films, I have a different podcast episode and a blog about different documentaries I love, and they are definitely on there. I talk about my experience um, talking to Jeff Orlowski. So check that out if uh, you are interested in that. Now, on to the fun facts. <laughs> so... In front of me, I have a list of fun facts. I'm going to try and roll them out fast, talk about my reactions to them. And uh, yeah, so I have a lot. So, And a lot of these are really, really shocking. So uh, let's get started. So the first fun fact was actually that corals are animals. I already talked about that, but definitely I was super surprised when I was young. And a lot of people are surprised by this fact because I think when you think of corals, you think of the um, bleached corals um, a lot of times, unfortunately, because of how present they are nowadays. I think it's more present. I think bleached corals are more present than like healthy corals nowadays unfortunately so that's what we think of we think of dead we think of gray um or at least that's what i think <laughs> and i i think that's really surprising to think about it as if an animal was dying and i think uh if more people knew that they were animals maybe they ha would have a little bit more empathy for corals and how destroying the planet is affecting them as well as the numerous animals that they support um, through their existence. I always go back to this fact about corals which is just so surprising and uh, especially uh, when statistics are included in facts I think it makes it even more powerful sometimes especially the fact that coral reefs take up one percent of the ocean but they house 25% of all the world's marine life. That includes over 4,000 species of fish that rely on coral reefs. And often when I relay this fact to people, I don't think it hits um, very hard to them because they'll say, oh, well, that's cool. Um, but I think when you think about how many species of fish rely on coral reefs. You have to think about how many people rely on the fish that rely on the coral reefs. And when you think about that, that's half a billion people that rely on the fish that coral reefs provide, the tourism that coral reefs provide, the storm protection that coral reefs provide. They all rely on coral reefs. And when you think about that fact, I think it's a lot easier for more people to empathize and really understand the significance of what we are losing. 
And speaking of the significance of coral reefs, we have to remember that coral reefs date back to 240 million years ago. These guys have survived so long, but it's so saddening to understand that the downfall of these creatures could be human life. Um, and I really think humans need to own up to that and fix their mistakes. And if not, if it's not possible to entirely fix them, slow them down, uh, reverse some of the repercussions, help save them. Because ultimately, it's going to help humans back around, too. I mean, half a billion people rely on these things, so it's definitely a considerable importance to society. I also mentioned before that people rely on coral reefs to help them with storm protection, and this was a really interesting fact to learn. Um, coral reefs serve as a barrier um, to storms, so that also helps humans. Not only do they attract fish, not only do they attract tourists, but they also help protect people from storms, tsunamis, other types of water-related weather events, natural disasters and such. And when I was looking at facts about how coral reefs help the environment they live in, I also discovered that coral reefs actually protect the water that they're in. Not only the people, not only the animals, but also the water. They also help clean the water in the area. Because they feed, some species of corals feed on particles in the water, food particles in the water, and that really helps clean the surrounding waters. So corals are one of the most important animals to save. And when talking about corals, another issue that comes up is that people don't really have a connection to them. They don't live in the tropics. They don't necessarily care about the tropic region. They've never been there. But some people don't realize that although coral reefs are commonly associated with the tropics, some corals can live in temperatures as low as 4 degrees Celsius and depths up to 2,000 meters. So those corals really don't rely on photosynthesis. They feed on food particles in the water. And when you realize that fact, I think you realize how big coral reefs are and they aren't always in the tropics. They don't need to be in shallow water. They don't need to be in the tropics. Um, most species of coral thrive there, but it's not the only place they're found. So yeah, I think corals are very, very interesting. And for the last segment of today, I think I want to talk about some cool coral reefs that aren't the Great Barrier Reef, because a lot of people know the Great Barrier Reef, and uh, some of these other reefs go unnoticed or uncared about. So I collected a bunch of other coral reefs and some information about them. So the first one is the Red Sea Coral Reef. It's located between the Sahara Desert and the Arabian Desert, so 
It's a really, really unique area. And I think the Red Sea especially is such a cool place um, to visit, to potentially study. And the fact that it's in between two deserts um, makes it really unique. I think it's very, very colorful, I've heard. And um, obviously, the waters are very temperate, uh, very warm, uh, because they're in between two deserts. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a really, really cool place to visit. And you wouldn't really think of visiting a coral reef when you're visiting the desert. But I think it would be a really, really cool way to cool off. <laughs> Another coral reef that I found was really interesting is the Rainbow Reef in Fiji. And this reef is true to its name. It's very, very colorful. And I I know this is an audio podcast, but if I could show you some pictures of the Rainbow Reef in Fiji, that would be amazing because their colors are so vibrant. I mean, I don't know how it has been affected by climate change, but these colors are so vibrant and there's such a wide variety, no wonder it's called Rainbow Reef. So I definitely want to visit there someday, especially um, to study, if that would be possible. That'd be amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now this next coral reef, I don't really know how to pronounce it. So I'm going to do my best. <laughs> so this reef is called the Great Chagos Archipelago go in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> I totally did not pronounce that right, but I don't know. I don't think I can do much better at this point. So that reef is located <laughs> in the Indian Ocean, and it's known as the least polluted and most protected coral reef possibly in the world. And that's because of its... um location i think it's in really in the middle of the indian ocean and not a lot of people just travel there just to see the reef um and i think that makes it really really cool because i think it, it could be the least polluted and therefore the most colorful the most healthy and the most vibrant so definitely a cool find And with that, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please follow the podcast, check out my blog at daretodreamgreen.com, and follow at dreamgreenteens and Grace Gone Green on Instagram. Until next time, don't forget to dream green. Bye! <laughs>